are backstage with the Soundcheck, and I'm your host, Haley Pearl, the world's rock and roll girl. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Backstage with the Soundcheck. As always, I'm your host, Haley Pearl, and I'm here to bring you some new bands with some new music updates. With me today, I have an indie pop punk artist who's here to talk to me all about his debut EP, Hunting Season, and more. Hi, I'm uh, Chris Russ, and I'm backstage with the Sound Chick. of a very unique time with the whole pandemic and everything going on. It's kind of crazy in our world. Besides making music, how are you doing right now? Uh, uh, so honestly, I've been doing a lot of soul searching and like uh, shadow work is what it's called, I guess. But it's just like basically focusing in on myself and trying to work on a lot of like negative feelings and things like that and trying to like convert them into art a little bit better. Right. Um, and, so I've been uh, stressed <laughs> and yeah. getting better though, you know, with everything going on. Yeah, that's good. I hope it, I hope it uh, works out for you in the end here. Um, let's move on to some less stressful things here. Um, your, your EP, Hunting Season, has been out for a few months now. It's mm-hmm. killer, insane. I loved it. For those who haven't listened to your music yet, what can they get excited for with this project? uh well with hunting season i mean it's definitely one of those albums that you can put in at two in the morning and be like uh cry to scream to um you know it's something that was very emotional and i had to go through a couple little things in my head uh to uh really really hone in on what I wanted to write about. So it's got a lot of relatable content. If you ask me a lot of things that people go through on the consistent like daily basis or, you know, a yearly basis. It's just something that I feel like a lot of people could really enjoy and get a emotional release from. Right. Absolutely. I, I totally gathered that from the, the tracks on this, the CP. I, I really like how emotional it is, you know? Um, and emotion being one of the biggest ways that we connect with music, what do you want your listeners to feel when they hear your music? Well, it all kind of depends on the song, I guess, but I just want you to feel in general, like whatever emotion you are feeling for whatever song attaches to you, whenever it comes to my music, I just want you to thoroughly feel that emotion. I feel like a lot of people nowadays kind of like, not like I'm not gonna. Uh, can I cuss? Yeah, if you I, can cuss. Okay, cool. Uh, if if I, I feel like a lot of people use like a lot of like electronic stuff and everything nowadays. And I'm not saying it lacks in feeling at all. I'm just saying like it, it. I'm just saying like I feel as if there's still like this nice nostalgia whenever it comes to playing through and combining actual instrumentation with the electronic composure. And yeah, my ADHD kind of kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get it. Um, I think that there was kind of a perfect balance of that with with the overall tracks off the CP for sure. I really like that, you know, acoustic isn't just 
a, a guitar anymore. It's, it's a lot of other components that, that make it unique to what is now modern day acoustic, which I love. And this EP like gives a perfect balance of all of those components. You know, I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. So like at first when I went in to, uh, so, um, my friend, Jonathan Dolis at concrete studios, uh, he recorded all of it basically well yeah actually he recorded all of it and what happened was is i went into the studio and i was like yo so i got these and he was like i think i had like seven songs at first but then we like kicked off three of them and then i added beg at the last minute to kind of have like a really nice intro song and then all those other ones were already written uh in a sense and he was like why don't we take these and go from this to make it to where it goes like this and I was like, so cool. And he was like, yeah, it's called like wide acoustic. And I was like, all right, sick. So we went in and we just kind of did that. And I think it turned out phenomenal. I think he literally has like a way of connecting with his artists, like no other producer that I've ever really met. Yeah, I absolutely agree that it was phenomenal and how it was completely executed there. Let's talk about Beg for a second, because this is one of my favorite tracks off the CP. Arguably, it has the most intense emotion that you can both feel and hear. And I love that, you know, like you yelling throughout this song, ugh, gives me goosebumps every time. What was the inspiration behind Beg altogether? Okay, uh, we're going to go a little deep if you want to. Let's do it. Um, so I grew up in a very not good household. Uh, not, well, not necessarily, like my mom did her best, but like um, I saw what some of the uh, father figures that came into my life, my mom's life, and I was supposed to like um, guide me on how to be a stronger male figure. But I was always like, um, I just wasn't surrounded by the healthiest men. And every time I was like looking back on that and uh, I was uh, in a very dark spot. I wasn't very, I wasn't being very like honest with myself. I wasn't being very honest with my partner at the time. And I had to, so I like came clean. And when I did, I realized that what I didn't want to be is what I turned out like. So it was very, it was like self-conflicting to me. Like it was like, um, more directed towards the man that I have become. So uh, I didn't want, I didn't want to be that person anymore. Like I'm not that person anymore. Like that's kind of why I'm doing a lot of the work that I'm doing. And um, you know, like I, I, I felt in a way disgusted with the person that I was like, and it was a very conflicting moment. So once I came up with the chorus, I felt like that was good. Like that, that, that's how it came about first is like, I was just strumming and I was trying to figure out like something that I could get out because I was so frustrated with myself and with the situation. And like the fact that I did this and did the mistakes that I, that I did. And I, I just wanted to dive into that. And I just was so mad at like the fact that I told myself that I wouldn't turn into this person. And I did. So I, uh, a lot of the emotion was really raw and really fresh is this it was written i think like two weeks before we were finally like getting ready to roll out so it was like written and then i was like we need to record this now right. and i got in there and i recorded it and that was the the last song we did on the record and 
it's actually uh, arguably my favorite. And um, uh, I believe the producer's favorite at the same time, but I can't, uh, I don't know if that's necessary. I can't quote that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, I, I love how personal it is to you, even though like, obviously like the emotional attachment to it probably wasn't the best, you know, having to relive a lot of those memories. But I think that it made for a killer track, you know, mm-hmm. to, to put it out in that form. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it was it was a hard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there any other tracks off the CP that were difficult to put onto words, put into a song? Um, to be honest, all of them. <laughs> all of them were, yeah, like, so the way these ones kind of came about, like, I wrote them a year. Well, well I wrote majority. I wrote I Try, um, Bad Dreams, and It's Too Dangerous to Go Alone, So Take Me, all in the same form and when I, I wrote all those like back to back and I literally was sitting at the edge of the bed um and my ex-wife was sitting behind me and she was like I don't know where you're getting this from but just like keep going and I was like all right so she would just sit there and listen and she was like these are like my favorite ones you've written so I was like all right gang gang so I, I went in with those three and then uh there was like as I said there was like four more but those ones just sounded like my old band so we were like no nah, we don't want to go in that direction anymore like this has got to be chris russ so um uh, all of them are very like emotional to me like i try was kind of like me predicting the future of where my relationship was going because i knew the type of person that i was and i figured that i would fuck it up but i was trying not to fuck it up <laughs> so right. i was like uh, so i was like well i try and then um it's too dangerous to go alone so take me is about a multitude of things um it's a you know like what happens when i leave this place like permanently and you know like uh what happens to all the people that i leave behind if it happens sooner than it's supposed to um and then bad dreams is just about terrible situations that you find yourself in consistently and all you know like if you're ever just like in a really bad situation and it just feels like it's not real, that's kind of what Bad Dreams was about. Right. Um, Waves came along a little bit later and that was more so about um, me and my ex-wife and the way uh, we were handling certain situations and like always struggling with bills, but I was always like wanting to do music and I was putting a shit ton of work and a lot of dedication in the music and it was just a lot of stuff yeah yeah so all, all all of them are very heavy whenever it comes down to it but i figured i needed to go big or go home so i wanted to write some really heavy emotional stuff because then it always comes out that way every time i bring it up on stage and then i'm not being like a fake artist that hasn't like experienced these this emotions or these emotions or anything I've actually lived through these stories that I'm trying to express. Right. No, I absolutely think that it works out pretty brilliantly because it's more personal. It's definitely in depth in every single emotion you're trying to bring out. And when you're listening to this EP, you can hear that. You can you can feel the pain. You can feel, you know, the hopelessness and also the hopefulness. I mean, every aspect you can really feel very intensely and 
it's not, I don't feel music um, that intensely, um, like so often. So I really, really loved that your EP made me feel that. And it was a completely different genre than my preferred. I'm a metalhead. So Mm -hmm. for, you know, a pop punk indie record to like make me feel the way that I felt, I was thrilled. I was jumping up and down. I loved it. Every minute. Oh man, thank you so much. That's that's such a big compliment. <laughs> no, it was sick. I'm telling you, dude, it you crushed it for real. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, your music video for I Try. What's interesting is that it perfectly wraps the track up in like this pretty little present, you know, like not only do you feel something from the audio track alone, but you also feel something from the video that you're watching. And I loved that. So I have to know, do you have plans on making music videos for any of your other songs? Any of these songs? Probably not, unless they were too unless a record label were to come back and fund these songs and then like because right now I'm independent I'm just doing whatever I can right so I'm just like going on about it and going and going um but uh right now no extra music videos to any of those but I do have plans in the future for two more music videos and it'll still be following the same suit of kind of like the way uh, my music is going. Right. Awesome. I look forward to seeing those when they hit. I'm so excited, dude. You have no idea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When touring and playing gigs becomes, you know, more safe again, who would you like to share the stage with? Ooh. Hmm. We're talking big names or are we talking like? Up to you. Anybody you want to, anybody you want to play with. Ooh. Okay. So like, I think it would be dope to play a show with like Dayseeker. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Or I don't know. I'm a metalhead too. Well, it'll and a gist. I'm I'm also a metalhead, but I like to play what I play. Yeah. Um, so like, like if you looked at my uh, iTunes or like any of my streaming services, you'd be like, "Wow, your your range is insane." Yeah. But uh, let's see. So Dayseeker um Corey Wells would be kind of a cool one because I obsess over his music a little too much um let's see if we're talking like friend wise I want to share the stage with my friend Josh who's out in California or JD as JD Garza is what he goes by and I would also like to share the stage Oh, uh, there's a friend of mine, but she's not really well known yet, but her name's Brittany. She's freaking phenomenal, but mine and her genres might clash a little too much. So there, there's a few people actually, you know, yeah. like that I would love to share the stage with. So I'm just going to keep working until that actually happens. Right. Either way, you got to stop through Atlanta. Oh, of course. <laughs> Atlanta's one of my, uh, Atlanta's one of my definites that I need to do. Yeah, I've got a decent fan base out there with you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Stop through and I'll, I'll come. I'll come see it. Let's go back to your songwriting process for a second. What okay. from start to finish, what makes one of your songs come to life? OK, so sometimes I sit there and like I'll be in my fields for a couple days or a couple months or six months sometimes. And uh, 
like I'll go through these like dry spells of writer's block and everything like it just it all and then just it gets all jumbled up inside my head and then I'm like all right today's the day like I feel it like I feel it pulse through my fingers it's, it's a weird feeling I'm like today's the day and I go and I grab my guitar and I'm like all right let's do this all right let's do this all right let's go and do this what if we did this real quick and then voila like eventually I just have like 17 songs in front of me but then I go back through and I'm like all right what about this chorus what if this verse sounds like what if I connect this verse to this chorus what if these songs tell a story together if you put them back together like it's just a bunch of stuff like most of the time it starts off when it comes to like I try or beg it's the chorus like I start just playing something and I just start hearing the words and I'm like all right so what if I did this and I start singing and I'm like I just put it together it's like a little puzzle and sometimes I write like a verse and I'll record it on my phone yeah and then I'll come back to it I'm like I like this verse I don't like the chord progression so what if I just do it and add that verse to this song and then I'll just like brew it then after I brew it I now do this thing where I pre-pro it with my beautiful little setup that I just just got like maybe two weeks ago together and then I um send it off to producers and then see who I want to work with and we'll get and go from there. Nice. Nice. I love it. Here's kind of a loaded question for you. <laughs> what are your, what are your goals for this coming year with your music? For this coming year? Yeah. Mm. So for this coming year, I definitely want to drop at least two EPs by the end of the year. Um, I've been working nonstop to save up a crap ton of money yeah. and, um, uh, like pay my bills on top of that right and just like my goals are to have are to have um definitely two eps done and at least like maybe three music videos and a lot of work into a lot of this stuff towards closer towards the end of the year but that means i need to be done in like a month or two so i'm trying <laughs> to like grind <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't think many people realize how much work goes into music making when you are an independent musician, you know, like it's, it's hard in general, but like when you're doing it all on your own, it is so much extra work, you know, yeah. I completely look up to you guys that do it on your own. What was yeah. one song or band that you listened to that changed your life forever? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Hmm. Um, definitely, ooh, all right, so back in, like, high school, for sure, like, Escape the Fate, and, you know, Not Good Enough for Truth Cliche, you know, Chiodos, and all those, like, bands that came around, that kind of changed my outlook on music forever, because I was, like, you know, I didn't want to play music or listen to music that was, like, these hair metal bands all the time yeah. and my parents were like playing it and you know and I loved grunge so I was like yeah like, all right cool but then like I heard emo music and like hardcore music and my friend Andrew freaking loved like cannibal corpse and stuff whenever they first like were a thing yeah. so he'd yeah. like blast this music and I'm like bro this is weird I love it <laughs> so like once that type of music I just once I discovered that like my entire life was like all right I'm emo like that's it I'm like emo metalhead like what's up like super sensitive cancer with a tough shell what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so once I heard that that was cool but then like once I started hearing some of these newer artists coming out you know like uh what is it Kingdom of Giants 
a couple of their songs like where they have like this alt rock style but then they have like this heavy heaviness of like really like you know entangling that together and really like pulling that off and then you have like uh i mean dayseeker which yeah. completely changed their entire sound from like this deathcore style thing to like this uh pop uh metal and i was like what the frick is going on here and then I discovered like Corey Wells and I just started going through this loophole of like a bunch of really interesting artists and uh, you know, people that were just doing their own thing. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. Like, you've got all these artists out there that, and especially like nowadays, nowadays it's cool. Like nowadays it's like, oh, we're so tired of the same four chords and stuff. But I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take those four chords because like, I like to play those four chords, but I'm gonna make them mine. Right. And then, give you like this pop feel to it that's like emotional so I love it it's like like I've always just loved music in the first place like music any type of music I will listen to and I will give it a chance like I used to be very like arrogant and very like standoffish when it came to it and like I'd hear something new and be like oh no whatever you know gatekeep or whatever but nowadays I'm like why not give it a chance like why like maybe I'll love it like Whenever it comes to that new little Nas X song that dropped, I was like, man, this was a marketing genius right here. Like, this is beautiful. And, you know, there's like a lot of stuff about it that a lot of people are like having controversy about it. But to be honest, like people are still talking about it. And then that was making people just like jump onto it. And then I listened to the song, I'm like dancing to it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. It's just, I, I feel like a lot of people, like you have your genre. You cannot let go of but then you also have like a bunch of other things that you should enjoy yeah no i completely get it you know i was the same way i was very much like in the bubble of metal metalcore emo screamo you name it that was like the only thing that i listened to and then i played red dead redemption and fell in love with country music it just comes out of nowhere right i was completely shocked by it because like for so many years, I was like, nah, any other music genre outside of metal, like, was not my thing. <laughs> Hated it. But then I fell in love with country music. And now it's like, you know, I, I love it. And it's unique in its own way. And it's just as emotional as metal music can be. So, like, I don't know why I judged it in the first place. <laughs> it's just, you know, as we get older, we just, like, we start noticing that there are other things out there that we should probably appreciate. And country, actually, now that you bring up country, like, I love, like, outlaw country and stuff. My roommate listens to either, like, this really gangster, like, rap stuff or, yeah. like, really gangster. It sounds like it could be underground, but definitely, like, people know of it, rap stuff. And then, like, right. murder, murder country, I think is what it's called. And it's, like, <laughs> about, like, crazy stories. Like, there's this one about, like, um... Uh, a wife that's in a domestic abusive relationship but then she eventually ends up doing everything that the guy did to her to him and I'm like what because at first it's really uncomfortable to listen to but then she gets her revenge and you're like yes yes get him you know it's just it, it's the most metal thing I've ever heard to come out of a an acoustic guitar I was like oh, wow it sounds like it I'm gonna have to check this out that's insane I love it I was, that sounds like right up my alley <laughs> I'll definitely have to send you all of the music recommendations that I get. Please, please do that. What is the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of Ooh. music? 
Oh, in the name of music. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> hmm. There's a lot of crazy things I've done in the name of music. Like, so back in my younger 20s, for sure, I did crazy stuff just so I could write about it or just so it gave me that high that I could write about. So like, whether or not it was pulling an all-nighter and just ending up in random places with my little crew of hoodlum hooligans and being able to talk about it the next day through music is like, uh, or, you know, jumping off of a, I think it's a 28, 28, 32 foot cliff just to feel some type of emotion right. into open water just because it seemed like fun. Like there's, and then, eventually one day maybe I'll write about that but I would definitely say maybe shoot the music video because I had to fly out to New York never been to New York never been to a huge city like that like that city is insane like I'm driving on the I'm driving in New York and I have the worst driver the driver's anxiety so I'm driving in New York and I'm just like this to this rental car's wheel going an hour and a half to Jersey City from the middle of like JFK and just to film that music video, which only took like two and a half hours. <laughs> and that was probably one of the more insane things. There was also this time that me and a band I was in uh, stayed up all night to try and figure out how we were going to record a music video with this little tiny camera. And I was like, what are the ideas that we've got? So we stay up all night and then we shoot the music video the next morning, right next to like a levee. And it's the most ridiculous thing, <laughs> I swear. But, you know, uh, we were kids, I guess. So yeah. there's a bunch of fun things you can do. I love it. When people talk about your music or, you know, like recommend your music, what do you want to be remembered most for? Hmm. The fact that I was an honest musician, that I didn't write about bullshit, that I never bullshit with my music, and that's where you can find the truth. Like I want people to be able to know that and remember that forever, whenever it comes to my music. Like anytime I come out with a song, there is a story behind it. And it's not just gonna be too cash grab. You know, it's yeah. not going to be just to be popular. It's just because these are situations that I know people face. This is something that I have faced. And I just wanted to be that outing for that teenage kid that doesn't know how to express himself and is sitting in his room playing video games because he doesn't really have that many friends. Or that mother that feels as if her kids don't appreciate her, but she know, but like maybe one of my songs one day will like hit her and be like, she'll be able to feel that. Or like her kid will send her one of my songs and be like this, this, like, here you go, mom. Or like, I just want people to be able to use it to express their emotions. I love that. And I definitely think that you're achieving that with your music. It's, it's really special to uh get what you've been looking for for a really long time you know thank you um what is your favorite piece of band merch you've ever had oh can i go grab it yeah sick so i was at a volumes 
concert He's at House nice. of Blues. Yeah. And it's signed by all the original members. I love it. So uh, I went there. I actually have a few pictures with them and everything. We went backstage and, you know, partaked in some <laughs> extracurricular activities. But we, uh, we all had fun. And they were the greatest guys, I swear. Like, really sucks what happened with everything with that. But, like, I've got a shirt that has, like, it's never been washed. I've worn it, like, twice. And yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, like, one of them's, yeah, it's just great. Absolutely great. Oh, I love that. Don't you love when you get to meet like a band or artist and they just turn out to be like the coolest person ever you know <laughs> yeah um the bassist from issues actually is probably my favorite person i've ever met and yeah. we went we partied together at saints and sinners at some private party where i got to meet the carter but he was a little more in his head I feel yeah. like at that moment. So I was like, I'm going to drift away from you and go hang out with him because he's like being really cool. And I don't want you to think I'm some dude that's just trying to like get famous by coming next to you because that's not my deal. I can do it on my own. I know I can. I'm yeah. just waiting for it. I feel you. I feel you. What is some advice you would like to pass down to, you know, other upcoming artists that you wish somebody told you? <laughs> don't do it no I'm kidding I'm <laughs> kidding <laughs> um please don't stop don't stop when they tell you you suck you keep going when you uh when they share your stuff or they down you or they like keep criticizing you you're doing something they can't just keep going working on your craft and keep getting better take the lessons focus on it like get so enthralled in what you're doing and focused on what you're doing there and on the goals and all the rest will just fade out and you'll eventually get your big break or you'll you'll find your sound and you'll find your click and you'll find what works for you like just don't stop but also take and like take criticism from people that uh that know what they're doing obviously you know like if you go into a studio and your producer looks at you and is like go take some vocal lessons go take the freaking vocal lessons they're not trying to be assholes they're trying to help you further your career yep so like listen to the right people but also focus on your goals yeah i love it i love it as we're coming to a close to our time here do you want to take a second and plug your social medias for our listeners to go find you and your music. Absolutely. Uh, to be honest, if you just Google Chris Russ music, I pop up as the first thing. But if you need it, uh, you got Chris Russ on Instagram. That's Chris underscore Russ underscore. Uh, you got Chris Russ music on Facebook. Uh, I think you got Getting Coffee or it might be Get Chris Russ on Twitch. Um, yeah, it's Get Chris Russ on Twitch now. Uh, uh, my Twitter handle is Get Chris Russ music. Um, my TikTok is also Chris Russ. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. Well, I enjoyed speaking with you and learning more about the music that you make. And I wish you luck on all your future endeavors. Seriously. Sick. Thank you so much. As always, major shout out to the listeners of this podcast. Please don't hesitate to go and check out Chris Russ's music in your spare time. It's a little bit different from the traditional metal covered here on the soundcheck, but it hits just as hard and it covers a lot of the same topics that you can hear in those traditional metal songs or bands. My personal favorite tracks by Chris Russ are Beg and I Try, but every song off Hunting Season knocks it out of the park. You're just going to have to go and see for yourself. Also be on the lookout for an EP review for Hunting Season to be released within the next few days here. This is where I'll highlight a few tracks and dive a little bit deeper into the lyrics, the instrumentalization, and the beats behind them. For updates when this releases, you can follow my social media on Twitter and Instagram at RealSoundChick or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. Again, that's follow me on social media on Twitter or Instagram at RealSoundChick or go to my website at www.thesound-chick.com. I appreciate y'all's continual support and I look forward to having you on the next broadcast. As always, rock on my dudes. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the interview subject belong solely to themselves and not necessarily the sound chick or its sponsors. We thank you for tuning in and look forward to seeing you on the next broadcast.